0: a ah, pegarle Ronaldinho Gaúcho.
1: Ya lo hace. Pierna derecha directo el arco. Golazo. Golazo. ¡Golazo!
2: Hello and welcome everyone to our newest episode from FPL Expacts. Today, as listeners know, in the UK it's the bonfire night and it's the first night of the lockdown. As you all, uh, as you know, our uh, our host, this episode is missing due to personal reasons and I, uh, Hassan Atwe, uh, also known as FPL Engineer, will be hosting this episode along with my usual mate uh, Hassan, uh, also uh, known as FPL Sheikh on Twitter. And we have an, our first guest for this season, the one who finished in the top 2k last season, uh, Abdul Rahman uh, also known on Twitter as Greenwood CDF. Hello, Abdul Rahman. Hello, my name Hassan.
1: Hi there, man. Hi there. Pleasure to be here. how are you? Good I'm to be fine. back.
2: We're good. Yeah. Let's start this episode by getting to know more Abdul uh, Abdul uh, Rahman. Tell us more about. Like, how many years have you been playing uh, FPL? What? How did you do, do last season? How are you doing this season? What can you tell us about, like, point, your point of view about how this FPL season going so far? And
1: God, people think that it's just a game, and for me, it's it's a lot more than that. You're sitting down and you're watching games week in week out. You're no longer just looking at things as just oh, it's a game, but let's take a look at these returns. I've been playing fantasy. For eight years now, which is quite a long time. But sort of in the last three years or so, I've really locked down and started playing FPL properly, I'd say. Um, And in that time, I did finish last season in the top 2K um, and I topped the mini league and my money league as well. So it made me a nice profit, you know, (laughs) say no to that. But look, for me, taking a look at football right now, it's very, very difficult to assess. And this FPL season has by far and away been the most challenging FPL season for me because any parameters that you have in whether that's home form that's out of the window goals conceded that's out of the window I think we've seen more and more goals conceded this season and I think more and more people now have started realizing you don't have to have the absolute premium defenders in order to succeed this season it's very much a midfield and attacking game yes I know that you know there's, there there has been some big performing big price tag defenders. But I think certainly with my low price defenders, I've done relatively well with them. The way my season started, I went with a 4-5-1 beginning of the season. I was a big um, Harry Kane advocate at the beginning of the season, but I ended up going for Timo Werner just for the sake of uh, ownership. He was, what, 51% owned at the time. Um, I went with a four-five-one. I had at the time Son, Fernandez. Uh, Salah I went with a very big five with Timo himself up top um, that strategy backfired horrifically um, I was in two two and a half million first three game weeks or so and I thought you know what I need to repivot. I didn't wild card what I ended up doing is uh, taking a couple of minus fours I'd say four five game weeks in a row um, but in that time I've really recovered my position um, yeah you really
2: do like taking a hit
1: well look to be honest i'm not always an advocate of a hit but when the situation is bad alter it with a hit don't wait for the following weekend the only time i advocate not taking a hit is on a defender that that for me is uh is not something i'd do certainly not in this in this environment right now when clean sheets are a premium in itself certainly now when you're choosing defenders in FPL now more than ever it's like okay what can these defenders give me in terms of attacking output because I don't think they're going to get a clean sheet
2: yeah I I agree especially for the last two seasons I guess we've been so much relying on uh, the Liverpool defenders uh, especially Robertson and Trent and this season they started kind of bad and then Alisson injury came up and then again Van Dijk's injury came up and now we're looking at a budget of uh, fifteen million, bet- split between Trent and Robertson, for two players who are not keeping clean sheets and they are still going for. But they are the, from FPL point of view, the points are aren't coming.
1: Well, um, a friend of ours. I, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's there's a friend of ours who had two Liverpool defenders in their team.
2: And... I, I I reckon he's he, he uh, he's named uh, Hassan or FPL. I,
0: I, Is I, right? I, I, Again, I think you I guys are mention- talking about me. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys are talking about me. I'm just, just a hunch. Yeah, I did go with double Liverpool defense at the beginning of the season, and with good reason. That, and historically over the last two, three seasons, they've been terrific. They kept clean sheets. They uh, returned uh, attacking wise, but you, all, we all know. So what, what happened? I mean, who expected this to happen? Allison injury, then Van Dyke out for the season. I mean, it's... us let uh, I took a big blow with this, but I think in game week 7 I didn't want to talk about that, but okay. (laughs)
2: Briefly, briefly.
0: I mean, I had double Liverpool defence, so you know what happened, The silly mistake, and they conceded a goal, no attacking returns. That has been happening
2: for two, three weeks now, like they are very early and then they turn out. Yes, exactly,
0: so yeah. Uh, Salah returned. This is my, he was my captain. He was my the biggest uh, scorer of my team. So, captaincy choice relatively worked out. Uh, Kane, again, consistency. Calvert-Lewin with a nice surprise goal at the end of the game. And that's it, pretty much, return-wise. Uh, I had to pivot from the Liverpool defence. So oh, he finally did.
2: To... We'll talk yeah, about it... that later, but uh, it's good to know that you finally got rid of one of them.
0: Yeah, and uh, I promised you that Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to hold next week. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, God. Look, on the topic of Liverpool defenders, uh, I'm certainly in the minority here. And I think that a premium player playing against Liverpool is now captainable. So what was once the absolute uncaptainable game... In the Premier League schedule, you'd see Liverpool away or Liverpool at home. You'd be like, you know what? No, I'm not going to captain my premium. But I think with Virgil's injury, that's one thing. Liverpool's regressed defensively. There's no two ways about it. But then it's also to do with Jurgen Klopp's high line. Now, if people have been watching the games week in, week out, I think they're going to realise that Liverpool's been playing an extra 10 yards forward. Now, with that 10 yards forward, what Jürgen's trying to do is compress the space and, you know, limit the amount of space that the opposition operates in. A key factor in that is usually Allison, who would come, he would sweep, and he'd essentially play that last line of defence, if you want. But that was very hingent on Virgil. I'm taking a look now at this Liverpool defence. Since Virgil's injury, they have taken a five-yard drop back. So they have been a little bit deeper than this season, but they are still five yards ahead of where they were last season. And they can be done with a ball over the top. We saw that against Atalanta. Yes, they won 5-0. But many times they could have conceded goals. We've seen it against Leeds in the beginning of the season as well. It's not a one-time thing. And this is why I've been talking to a lot of my friends, a lot of people in our FBL group even. And I've been saying, look, Jamie Vardy for me is an option. Bring him in. He's got a really good run of games. Oh, but he's got Liverpool away. I wouldn't be so... like I would personally captain him against Liverpool away. And I know it's a bold shout and I know that people are going to be like, you're absolutely crazy. But Jamie Vardy is a player who is known to play on the shoulder of a last defender. Fabinho, as good as he is, as good of a defender as he is, as technical as he is, is not a quick player. Jamie Vardy is one of the most intelligent players in the Premier League. And I'll bet you whatever I have and everything I have that he'll be playing on Fabinho's shoulder. And he's going to try and wait for one long ball, whether that's from, from uh, James Madison, if he's going to start or whether it's from Mendy, if he's going to intercept the ball and break out quickly, or if it's going to be from Harvey Barnes, who seems to be Sheikh's favorite player in in that Leicester team. (laughs) But Fardy's an interesting captaincy shout for the game after the international break. And, if I were you and I was on a wild card right now or was thinking of a wild card or have a transfer where I want to bring in a, a striker he'd certainly be the first person I'd think of
2: okay that's too late because I brought but that's too late because I already brought Kane but uh, oh, anyway uh, Ark, <laughs> you were telling us like to move away from uh, Liverpool's defenders uh, tell us more about who who are the defenders that, that you picked this season uh, who are the defenders that you have right now? And who do you think? Well, I'd uh, start with Ben are, uh, Chilwell. Options for the, for the defenders.
1: I'd start with Ben Chilwell. Absolutely, Ben Chilwell has been everything we thought Trent was going to be so far this season.
2: And he started and he started three game three game weeks late, I guess.
1: He did, yeah. He was coming uh, back from an injury he sustained luck late in the season with Leicester. Um, Frank waited on him. He was technically fit for the first. Game week or two, I think, but Lampard was like, "No, take your time, even if it means that we might lose the first game." But Bencho has been absolutely magnificent, and he's he's someone I think you, you've known me for many years. I've never been someone who spends a lot of, on his defence. Certainly, is the case for this year when clean sheets are a premium and nobody seems to get them. Bencho was the only guy. Over five and a half who I would want to spend my money on right now. Um, other than that, I think taking a look at the options, I would certainly think of Hector Bellerin. Yes, Arsenal, notorious for a defense, but since Thomas Partey's come in, he's really shored up that defense and they've looked absolutely exceptional at the back. Now, I know it's Arsenal. I know, you know, you're scared that they're going to concede, that they're going to make a really characteristic mistake any second. But, Hector's got attacking return potential. Um, I know he rose to 5.1 last night, but I I think he's still incredible value for money. Um, You can get really good returns out of him. And I think everyone's realised this season. I don't know whether any of you are Lamptey owners. I I forget, but Lamptey is a guy with a really nice run of fixtures coming in. I think apart from, from Liverpool and Liverpool at home and maybe Leicester away. Uh, he has a really good run. I think it's yeah. Burnley home, Aston Villa away, Liverpool home, Southampton home, Leicester away, Fulham away, Sheffield United home, West Ham away.
2: Yeah, that's really, really good run. You can even play him in this uh, Liverpool at home or Leicester away because he's he's basically a wing. Uh, he's playing at the wing now. I, I can't see him as a All right <laughs> back. Sorry anymore.
1: For me, I'm taking a look at Lamptey and... Uh, <laughs> he's incredible he's he's playing on the right wing at the moment but then again i wouldn't take that game against spurs as as the benchmark because what not Graham. Not and really.
2: poss- the game before he, he he was unlucky not to get the assist uh, for for brighton when when it was um, eventually it was uh, given as an own goal without an assist he gave it to first to uh, moppe if you remember uh, he missed it and then he uh, he tried to. I, I know he tried to shoot or tried to pass again, and then hit uh, one of the West Ham. I guess defenders. I'm not sure. And then I, if uh, I'm not mistaken,
0: Atwi, I think Lampy had the most touches in the box in game week five for Brighton. The man he did, is, yeah. is. He's 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 staying in the box. He's he's as you said. He's playing as a winger more than a right back. So uh, Lampy, at his price, still even if he rose to 4.8, I think. Still, very good value, and with the run of games coming up, I have to agree with you
1: guys. Lampy is, is a good shout. I mean, it's a shade of Matt Doherty when he first broke into this, uh, yeah, this spools yeah, exactly.
2: when he was all, uh, back at uh, 4.5,
1: too, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's uh, I think it's very similar, um, but. Also, I think Ezri Konza. I know that Ezri Konza is someone that you are potentially looking to transfer out. But
2: Don't let me get started about Konza because I brought him in two weeks ago hoping for a couple of clean sheets because already West uh, Aston Villa were, got three out of four uh, clean sheets in the first uh, four yeah. game weeks and then I brought him in and then he he's, uh, got me a couple of uh, zeros. So uh, I'm Look. really dis- disappointed. But... The fixtures the run is still good, so I'm still holding, and I have I have other issues to take care of. So um, yeah, it's... that's 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 the situation of of Konza and my team right now.
1: So were you mentioning, I'll go get back to Ezri konsa a bit later, but. You mentioned that you have a bit, of, a, a couple of issues that you wanted to sort out. I, I'm looking at your team, and last week,
2: yeah, I uh... my, my team last week didn't even do good. It's has it has been five red errors in a row, I guess. But I'm still maybe too stubborn to to uh, p- uh, to hit my wild card. My defense again, like McCarthy, Consa and Trent Blank. Chilwell got me the clean sheet. I captain Son who who, who blanked. Sterling and Pereira also did nothing. Pereira, uh, who are already got uh, rid of this week. Salah got me an eight points. Karveth Lewin also scored. Metrovich, like I was like eight hundred or nine hundred k, but the eight points from Metrovich pulled me up a bit. And then Jimenez blanked. I also got rid of him. And yeah, it was an also below average game week, and I dropped to around six hundred. 15K uh, uh, overall, so it's really also uh, another another bad week for me, but yeah, I'm still holding on that on that wild card. Maybe if you want to speak a bit for those who still have the wild card, there's a couple of opportunities, maybe in the next international break or maybe even further, so as we expect the double game weeks should come in a game week 18 or 19, the first yeah. double game weeks of the season. And the last chance that we can play the, our first wild card in is uh, in game week 16. So if I can hold to that, it would really give me a very good advantage in game week um, 16 so I can prepare. More for for the double gamings in 18 and 19, but I'm not sure I can hold. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it later. But yeah, what do you think, uh, Hasan? What for people who still have their wild card?
0: I mean, I wouldn't usually push the wild card if there's less than five to six transfer that I really need to make. So if you can hold that until as as far as possible in the in the season, I think you'll benefit from that. The, the wild card is the most important tool any FPL manager could have so as you said the game the double game weeks are coming in game week 18 19 and there's some blanks also in that mix game week 16 is the optimal day to 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 push that to push that button but again it comes down to every manager's team if you have you see that your team is completely destroyed and no returns are coming for the foreseeable future don't take that chance and use it because you can maximize the points from now until that double game week comes. so it all depends on the structure of the team the what, what you think your, your current team would do what you think that the transfers would, would gain you. Uh, for me, looking at your team right now, I think it's really good. You made a couple of changes and these changes should do you well for the upcoming three to four fixtures and then you can reassess later on. So, yeah, yeah that's my you. point.
2: Yeah, yeah. thanks, uh, FPL Shek. Uh, Ark, what, what's your take on this? On the general, like we're talking about wild cards. If for the people who still
1: have it. I mean, I still have it. And have it, um, look, for me, you've seen it yourself. I've taken four to five hits this season and people might say, oh, you're crazy for doing so. But I think you showed me a stat the other day where I've, I've gained something crazy like 80 points just because of my transfers. So Sheik was talking about, you know, you. Use your wildcard if you really need to make a change. And I do agree. If if you're in a, in a certain place, don't be stubborn. Be flexible. Change things up. Now, I'm in a place right now where I, I want to wildcard in game week 16. But I'm really tempted by those City players. I want to own at least two City players by the time that they play Fulham. Because that Fulham game is is a game where someone might haul big big points i'm trying to find a way to get both sterling and de bruyne in by the time they play fulham at home or even burnley at home because those are two three fixtures i think they play burnley fulham and west brom at home sandwiched in between united away and those games are are games in which they can return if if you don't own at the very least either de bruyne or sterling then I think that's going to be the equivalent of not owning Harry Kane or Human Son at the beginning of the season because you don't want to own any Spurs assets. So I'm in two minds. I can right now do a transfer, which is Hamas Rodriguez to KDB straight away, not even take a hit for it. But I really want Sterling in as well because right now I, I'm, I'm not comfortable with any of the city strikers. You've got Gabriel Jesus, yes, came off the bench, he scored. How long before he gets injured? Aguero came back, played. How long did he play? A half yes,
2: 45 minutes, yeah,
1: yep. 45. got injured again, got injured and got subbed off. I think Sterling is the player to own. Um,
2: thanks because I got I just got rid of him yesterday.
1: <laughs> oh, god, what are you doing? Uh, look, for yeah,
2: me, it was, tough, it was a tough situation, but I had to get rid of him and maybe I'll bring him back in a couple of game weeks.
1: I think that's the ideal because he's got, um, he's got Liverpool and Tottenham, doesn't he? Yeah,
2: he that's that's. A good segue for our first topic. So we just we wanted to talk about the fixture swings, fixtures swing in the next couple to three game weeks. City they have Liverpool and Tottenham, but then they have a really good run of fixtures. Burnley home, Fulham home. They they travel then to United, then West Bromwich home, Southampton away, Newcastle home. So that's four home games and six fixtures, and. You really want to capitalize on on city assets in that uh, time, in that period of time, and at the same time, we all that we like F P uh, the Kane and the son's ownership is really high, and their effective ownership is always around above 100, even if they are not captain. So they still have one, this really good fixture at West Brom, but then. They have Man City, Man City at home, Chelsea away, and Arsenal at home. Well, we know that Kane, and Pro, Son, and probably almost probably Kane, they can still score at these games, but they won't be as explosive as they has they have been during the past couple of game weeks. So, do you think it's the right time to switch from one of them, if I don't want to say both? Either Son or Kane, two City assets, for example. What do you, what do you take on this, uh,
0: Hassan? I mean, uh, I wouldn't double up on their coming run for Tottenham. I mean, City, Chelsea, Arsenal. Not the not the easiest game, right? I mean, Kane and Son, one of them has, has to go. For me, it could be Son, because Kane is in explosive form. He's taking a new role. He has a new mentality under uh, Jose Mourinho. Uh, He's scoring for fun. He's assisting for fun. He scored tonight, I think, and assisted in the Europa League. I would keep Kane. I don't think I'm getting rid of Kane anytime soon. Son, on the other hand, as my friend uh, I would mentioned earlier before we started recording, when he's when, when the opposition is really tight, he fails to, to shine. But Kane could score at any time. He could get the penalty and score from that. And any point could really hurt ownership-wise. But then again, you have to look at value and compare it to Owning both premium city assets, so if you think that the double up on city midfield is gonna is gonna be worthwhile, getting rid of Kane during this fixture run, then by all means, it, it all comes down to comparing value. Uh, my 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 take right now is that Kane is on form. Tottenham as a team are a different beast under. Jose this season. Uh, they still need to kill games at some points, but they are really contenders for me to challenge at least for the title and get top four. Um, I'm keeping Kane for the for the sole reason reason that I'm expecting Tottenham to go far this season. So I'm putting my trust in Kane. But again, compare the value, see where where the points might be coming from, and then make a decision.
2: Yeah, I believe it's it's also easier to to switch from Son to one of the City assets. Then, like his son is now around eight nine point five, even more. And then you'll upgrade to Kevin De Bruyne selling at uh, yeah. eleven, around eleven. So what do you 7. think?
0: Ar-
2: yeah. So what, what do you think, uh, Ark? Is Son the good option to get rid of or Kane
1: or No. both? I'd I'd get off both. Both. Okay. I'd get off both. With, with that, high ownership. Look, it's a risk, it's a gamble. It's always that. But I've never been someone to shy away from a gamble. I think last season, um, I was sort of in the 100k zone in and around uh, game week 30. And what I decided to do was captain Raheem Sterling for six out of the last eight game weeks. And
2: he's got, he's got you know, a couple it's, of it's a bit
1: unorth- He did. Um, It's a bit unorthodox. I think I'm not someone... that re to outside noise or you know get influenced by by other people and when I take a look at Spurs look Spurs I, I hate to be saying this on the record but I, I do think that Spurs are, in, in the crazy season that it is, they're the deepest in the league. They've got replacement value players. If you have Serge Aurier out, you can bring in Matt Doherty. Same thing on the opposite side. Regulons out. You can bring in Ben Davies. You've got, in the wide positions, you've got quite quite a few players. So I think Spurs are really well set up to to have a genuine title challenge. That being said, if you're going to be taking a look at these Spurs fixtures, you got, pff, I think, even Palace away, which is the easiest game in this run and I wouldn't want anything to do with Spurs assets I know people say play the form guy over the fixture you know it's a saying in FPL and
2: yeah it depends some (laughs) people play the fixtures over form some people go for form over fixtures but
1: yeah look for me it's it's the only time I always play form over fixtures is if I'm owning Raheem Sterling or if I'm owning Jamie Vardy. Because both of these guys are confidence players. And as soon as they bag one goal, the floodgates will open. They will return six, seven game weeks in a row. I think with these people, it's very important that you hop on the bandwagon at the right time and you hop off at the right time. Because if you keep them for too long, you're going to be harmed. And if you don't bring them at the right time, you're also going to be harmed. I think with Son, it could go one of two ways. And this is why, I mean, I'm personally going to get off Son. I don't own Harry Kane right now. I have the money to bring in Harry Kane if I want to, but I don't want to because I think there are better striking options out there right now with the fixtures coming up than Harry Kane. It's crazy to say because right now Harry Kane's got double figures, goals and assists. We're in the beginning of November.
2: In all competitions, but yeah.
1: We're in the beginning of November. So it, it might be crazy to say this, but I know Danny Ings is out now for four to six weeks. Um he was the guy who I was going to bring in to play these four to six weeks worth of fixtures because Southampton have some fantastic fixtures and I'd really want to have Danny Ings in there. But now that he's out, you know, there are still other options in there. I did mention Jamie Vardy. I think he's going to be my go-to guy um, if I want a premium striker. Um, I think he can hop off of Harry Kane up until maybe Crystal Palace away or Liverpool away or even Leicester at home.
2: Yeah, I guess I guess that to Vardy can cover Harry Kane for the um, upcoming fixtures. Uh, if you want, if you want to say around a six or two, six to eight fixtures, yeah, I guess Vardy can can cover Kane.
1: Look, and and I'm looking at obviously wild carding in game week 16, and I can bring Harry Kane in against Fulham at home. I think that's always in the thought process, and that's kind of the right time to bring Harry Kane back in. Um, FPL is, it, it depends on what you want to rely on I, I'm, I've am i always been someone who wants to build value in my team So that at the end of the year I can have as many big hitters as possible Because by then you'd know who the cheap options are Who's going to help advance your team And you're going to know who's the big hitter that's going to return um, So for me, right now Harry Kane's gone up to 11 um, I can see if Harry Kane blanks twice against, I don't know City at home and Chelsea away. Chelsea have been very good defensively recently as well.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Then you're going to see people hopping off of bandwagons and panicking. That's that's what I don't like about FPL. It's the fact that people are emotional. They make emotional decisions and it's very knee-jerk. So I want to be away from that.
2: I don't know if you remember last season. It was similar to this. Harry started to pick up form, not like this season, but he scored a couple of times and then there was a really, really... Easy fixtures at home, and everyone brought him and captained them, and then he blanked, and then like it was typical FPL, and it happens. Uh, we've we've seen it so many times, especially with Harry Kane the last couple of seasons. When we're all uh, we're, we're all gonna captain him for some week, he are go, he's going to blank. So that's what I'm afraid of. That's what I'm afraid of uh, versus West Brom, to be honest.
0: But this does not happen with your Salahs and your, your, your premiums who you, you keep for, for a season. Like, and for me, Kane this season is, is a Salah kind of player. He's, he's bang in form. He, he has taken a new role, which is not to only score, but to also create chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spurs, Spurs have confidence. They have a different mentality. He has a leadership role right now. I think I can compare him to Salah in the terms of uh, he's a season season keeper for me, especially that right now, the the value tied in him is huge. I mean, from 10.5 to 11, it's not easy to to let go of this 0.5 million right now and then bringing him back again. If he's still in form, he could still be at 11. Uh, It's a risk, as Ark said, but also it's a calculated risk to take him out and hope for his replacement to cover for him until his fixtures uh, turn 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 again to favor. So, I mean, again, I'm just going to say it again. It's, it's a matter of combination and comparing value between Kane and his replacement and the, uh, the other parts of your team where you can, uh, I mean, enhance. So it really comes down to this. But for me, as I'm keeping Salah for the rest of the season, I'm also keeping Kane. This
1: is my point of view. But I'm not saying this is the right way to do it. Yeah, you know what I I mean? again, it's, it's, it's a philosophy. I think two people yeah. can see things in different ways. I think for you, you've got season keepers. I think that's fair enough. Um, as when I started the season, I was looking at, at, you know, fantasy players and I'm like, look, for me, the only person in the team that's going to stay in the team is going to be Salah. Um Sterling, I'd like to own for most of the season, because I think Sterling is, is, is the guy who's the most explosive, I'd say, in certain periods. So you have to hop on certain times, hop off certain times. No. No. I, I think with Kane, I, I believe in, uh, like Mourinho, I believe in uh, football heritage. And football heritage tells me that Harry Kane is very open to getting an injury, he started today in the Europa League in a game yeah. that he didn't have to start, by the way. Um, he
2: didn't have to start, but after their loss last week, I guess Mourinho didn't want to take any more chances.
0: That's fair enough. but Mourinho wants trophies, and I think the Europa League is a, is a good route for him to gain a trophy this season. Unless Absolutely. he can. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it again. When I'm playing FPL, I bet more on the team than mm-hmm. on the player himself. I'm betting on Mourinho this year. Uh, he's, he's very much approved manager. Yeah. He can challenge. I'm not saying he's going to win the league, but he, as you said, he has the depth. We still haven't seen Bale in his top form yet in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think Jose has the, the guns to, to to really fire this season. And with Man City not really firing on all cylinders until now,
2: with 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 Pep, yeah, being really a, reluctant, I don't know what's happened give. in
0: the oh, city uh, city team. I don't know what's going on. He didn't even renew his contract, so I think there is a chance for Jose uh, to really attack right now, and yeah. and gain some momentum, especially with the Liverpool having a very serious injury in their team, with their leading defender. It's a chance for Mourinho, and knowing Mourinho. Knowing his personality, he's gonna go for it. He's gonna upset when 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 the when his opposition is is at his the weakest. So I'm okay. betting on Mourinho, and and Kane is number one in Spurs, so it only makes sense for. Yeah, him and he's also on,
2: he's also on penalties, and that's exactly. also a very very, very yeah. good good factor. Anyway, fair enough. Thanks, guys, for giving us your your point of views on on the Spurs City topic. We're gonna move quickly uh, to our next topic, which is trending right now. The FBI community. We're gonna have to discuss the replacement for Ings. Ings is ruled out now for around four to six game weeks, and we—he's he, really owned, and and then the, the game and like some of us, I, I don't know. If off. Do you have Ings? Hassan, do you have Ings? I don't know. Um, we we need they are searching for a placement. So Ark, tell us more.
1: I was very lucky because I was gonna bring in Ings this game week and I would have had a transfer out on my hands. Um look, if I'm taking a look at Danny Ings, I've I've been very a, a a big advocate of Jamie Vardy before. I think in terms of a premium attacker, he's he's the guy that I'd want to bring in to replace Danny Ings if you don't have that amount of money in um, there's a certain german player who's on penalties right now uh, yeah that Timo might Bennett, you. It's, it's
2: it's really it's really like a plot twist with, with the Jorginho from we we saw it uh, we saw him in the first I guess, game week 1 or game week 2 where he insisted on taking the penalty then he went uh, out and missed one or two and then Timuna was taking them so mm-hmm. yeah
1: I think Frank said um, he had a chat with Jorginho exactly. um, and he asked him, look, can Timo take the penalties? Because, well, Timo is... He, he started average-wise, I think, with, with Chelsea and I think what Lampard wants to try and do is to give Timo a bit more confidence. They've got a good run-in um, and I think, you know, he wants his striker to be in tip-top form. He played Tammy Abraham the other week just to rest him and... Um, but and... he
2: didn't get the rest. He he started, I guess, instead of Pulisic, and now,
1: he and did, now yeah. with
2: with the Pulisic injury, he he will play again at the wing at the wing, and that's what's what's worrying me. So but... he, he he's on penalties, but he's he will be playing on the wing, and I guess Tammy again will start uh, up front, and uh, Timo and Hakim behind him on the um, uh, on the wings. That that put me a bit off, uh, although the the fixtures. But the next two or three fixtures for Chelsea are really good. So if I won't like tell anyone not to go to Werner, but for me, I would hold a bit and maybe look like you, as you said, Vardy is a good option. I went uh, for Kane this week because I couldn't like, I couldn't take it yeah. anymore without Kane. against
1: WBA, yeah? Exactly,
2: and against the WBA.
1: Uh, this will, will be a Slaven yeah. Bilic masterclass. I'm, I'm just, tell you, I'm, I'm on see. the record. This will, will be see. a Slaven master masterclass where it's going to be one yeah. nil. It's going to be one nil. A deflected on goal off of someone, and everyone's going to be super raging that Eric Dyer somehow got the assist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ended up bringing in Callum Wilson this week. Actually, I took out Raúl Jiménez. Who, um well, I was going to swap Raúl for Ings, uh, but you know. I I, I saved myself a transfer. I didn't bring in Ings and uh, now I'm swapping out uh, Raul for Callum Wilson. And Callum right now has the highest expected goals out of all the budget options that sub 8 million in the game. I think Um, his shots in the box um, are not that high in comparison to everyone else, but it's, just been such a clinical masterclass I think from Callum His Wilson This
2: conversion rate is really high as we, as we usually know about, about Callum Wilson
1: also I think with this is certainly a strategy that I'm going to apply in my wildcard game week 16 or before that, Callum Wilson is on penalties and I think this season more than any season I've, as you've said on the pod many many times, set piece takers are so important Callum Wilson out of the budget options, he's already had what two, three penalties this season
2: I guess too,
1: yeah. yeah. And when you have Alan San-Maximan on your team, you know he's going to be in and around the box, always <sighs> being a pest, if I want to use the word. He, 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 he can get fouled at any moment, or I'm going to put air, floating air quotation marks, fouled. If he's touched, he will fall down and get a penalty. And I think Wilson will get be the beneficiary of it.
2: Exactly. And Fraser, Fraser as well. So he, he hasn't started a lot, but when he starts, he already assisted Wilson, I guess, a couple of times. And so it's really, it, the, the combination may form again.
1: What do you think of the um, former Brentford strikers, Neo Mopé and Oli Watkins?
2: Look, now we saw Watkins again. Uh, he, he took the penalty ahead of Grealish but i don't know if that will uh, that will be the case in the coming game weeks watkins numbers are not the best but not the worst he's averaging 2.5 uh, shots in the box each game with a 0. 0.5 uh, xg but Mope, but, but Mope has, has a better xg and a better shots uh, per, per 90 minutes but he's missing really good chances uh, as well and I don't know if you saw what the Potter has. He had some problem with uh, with his manager this game week. And um, Potter uh, talked about it. We, he said we moved on. But that's why he was uh, completely out of, out of the squad the last game week. So we have to wait and see on that point. Bramford is really topping the chart uh, in, in, in the shots and shots in the, inside the box uh, among this uh, among the below 7 or 6.5 million strikers with really good XG. But we saw also Bamford one game he, t- he tends to prime oh. Ronaldo and one, game, one uh, game he he misses two, three big chances as we saw against uh, Lister.
1: Sorry, so I'm, I'm going to go on the record and say Patrick Bamford will be this year's Timo Piqui. That's it. You've You had the train to hop on Patrick Bamford. You didn't hop on the train. It's gone now. It's gone. gone. You've missed the train. Patrick Bamford is a championship striker. He had the lowest conversion rate in Europe. The lowest conversion rate in Europe in the last decade for someone who scored more than 10 goals. He's outperforming his level (laughs) to a significant amount. Yes, I know sometimes he can be a mediocre championship striker and go up to the Premier League and, and, and explode. But Patrick Bamford's been in the Premier League before and he's not been good.
2: Okay, two more two more strikers we're going to discuss so fast. First is uh, Adams. Now, what do you think, Hassan, with Ings' absence?
0: What do you think of Adams now? I think uh, Adams was really reliant on Um uh, Their combination, their playing off each other, it was giving Adams a really good chance not to only score, but to create chances. I think Ings' absence is going to really affect uh, South, Southampton as a whole team. But if you want a budget, striker who's at 6.4, I think, he's he, he's 8. been really unlucky this season is with his 5, conversion
2: rate.
0: 5.8 5.8? 5.8, so... Uh, yeah he's really a budget very very much a budget attacker but I mean their fixtures are okay I but I wouldn't rely on him to get any points week in week out on the other hand looking at Antonio's numbers we, we might forget the run that West Ham have had they've had I think the toughest start of the season oh, between exactly. all teams his, his, his short shots on the box his touches on the box have been magnificent his work rate is absolutely crazy uh, everything for West Ham goes through him, yeah, in midfield or in attack. So, with the fixtures that they have, with his price dropping to 6.2, which is crazy, I, I really cannot believe that. <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah, I mean, if he's fit, he's my go to guy when, when it comes to budget attackers, and it could really free up some cash elsewhere to, to, to enhance our teams. Do you have a well, yeah, um... still one name?
1: Fulham and their crossing, inshallah, to, to Mitrovic.
0: No, no, no,
2: no. I, I am I'm, I'm a Mitrovic owner, and I don't advise going for Mitrovic. He got like he got the two assists this week, but he, they were playing West Brom, so maybe they're the only team who's worse than Fulham uh, in the league right now. Under fixtures turn, by the yeah. way, so they have now West Ham away. Then. Everton home, Leicester away, City away, Liverpool home. So the next yeah. 5 are not are not favorable for me. Yeah. So I'm I'm waiting to get rid of Mitrovic. Maybe next week if Antonio is fit will be fit, I may switch directly between Mitrovic and uh, Antonio. And speaking of of next week, so Hassan, let's start with you. What have you done? What what did, what did you do? The transfers, who's your, who's your captain uh, going to be? Um
0: Basically, as I said at the beginning of the pod, I had to say goodbye to one of my dearest assets in the game. Trent, he had to go. I mean, I cannot afford to have two Liverpool defenders. I kept faith in Robertson, although I really think that in the last game, Trent was more efficient than uh, Robertson, especially with Virgil out. I think Robertson is going to hold back a little bit from bombing forward as much. So maybe I'll look also to offload Robertson in the coming game weeks. So Trent had to go and he he made way for uh, Ben Chilwell, the obvious choice. I mean, uh, Chelsea with Edward Mendy on goal, getting clean sheets, Thiago Silva, he's bombing forward on, on set pieces. It was really obvious and staring me in the face. The other transfer was Phil Foden, unfortunately. He was my value pick at the beginning of the season. But... As we saw, Pep Roulette stri- striking again. Uh, Forden is being benched and coming on for one point cameos. It's really not helpful. Last mm. last game week, he blocked nine points from empty off the bench, so that was that really hurt. Uh, I still think foreign is gonna perform, but um, I I prefer to have someone who's who's the central hub of the team, and that's why I went for Grilish. His stats are unbelievable. He's the creativity key for Aston Villa. And Aston Villa, this season, as a team, they're performing much better than last season attacking-wise. So I reckon Grilish will be a good value pick for me at 7.4. 4, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, those were, those were my two free transfers. Going forward, as I said, Robertson is on the chopping list. Uh, Brewster is on the chopping list because Sheffield United are completely abysmal. Brewster could become Antonio very, very soon if Robertson gets offloaded and funds are there. Trossard on the shopping blocks because he's done nothing for me this far. Uh, For this week, my captain is very, very obvious. I mean, I don't think anyone would argue that Kane is the... Unless it's Ark. So, Kane is the obvious choice for me. Son, the second choice. Uh, Yeah, that's it for me this game week.
2: Okay, uh, Ark, tell us what are your plans? Are your plans ahead of game week eight? And you don't have Kane. You have Son. Who is your captain? Who are your captain this week?
1: Wilfred Zaha. Cool. Wilfred Zaha is my
2: captain.
1: That's a name for a change. Yeah, look, the only way I'm not captaining Wilfred Zaha this week is if I'm bringing in Timo Werner. And right now I'm uh, sort of on the fence. Uh, The only transfer I did this week was uh, Raul Jimenez to uh, Callum Wilson. But I do have another transfer in the bank. Uh, The Two options are... I roll my transfer so I can have two going into the international break and I have a mini wildcard kind of thing where I can bring in three players for a minus four. Um, With that, I'd probably bring in, uh, at the very least, Sterling and uh, Jamie Vardy. I have the money in the bank. I've got four million at the moment in the bank. Um, And my team's actually quite good. So I've got my... differential midfield pick in itself which is uh Bruno I've had him since the beginning of the season and just advice for anyone who's looking to own any united player anyone looking to own Anthony martial at 8.7 who suddenly thinks he's a a value pick or a differential do not go near man united players because right now the atmosphere is terrible and unless we're going to get a penalty or a free quick free kick I don't see where the goals are going to come from.
2: Right, fair enough, and I, I agree with you on that United, United point. I, I, I don't know after they get their game with Leipzig, Rashford was up my mind. I wanted to bring him in, but then I saw him, I saw them again versus uh, versus whom? Who, 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 who did they play last week? No,
0: Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal, Vendor, Arsenal. yeah, exactly, And then exactly. some Turkish team, and they got beaten. Yeah, exactly. Chanties. They got beaten Başak twice. Başak <laughs> twice. Başak
2: so. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I, again put off by United players. Uh, from my side, I already did my transfers. I did my mini wild card. I took a minus four. I was torn between who's I'm gonna get rid of to, to get my funds to bring in Kane. Is it Trent or isn't Sterling? But at the end of the day, I went. I got rid of Sterling just because, because I brought I could broke I could bring in Grealish. So if I, uh, had, I, had, I sell, had I sold Trent, I would have got only a budget of 6.3 or 6.4 for my uh, midfielder instead of uh, as a placement for Pereira. So I sold Sterling, I got Zaha, I got uh, Greenish for Pereira, and I got Kane for Raul Jiménez. And as a Kane owner, and I brought Kane, especially for this game week, I'm going to captain him. Even I don't I don't care anymore. Last last time that when when he scored, my rank uh, fell off around to 250k. So this this really this really tough, and that's why I (laughs) uh, (laughs) Hasan Hasan had some uh, some (laughs) when I was talking about care Really he really imitated me, so it, it, it was it was funny. So. Yeah, I brought in Kane and I'm definitely putting uh, my arm bad on him and let's see maybe just maybe let's I might get a greener for a change in this game week we don't know it's not happening it's not happening yeah <laughs> <laughs> we, shall, we, we shall, see. We shall see. Let's re- let's remind uh, our listeners that the deadline again this game week is Friday, and it's Friday uh, even earlier. Uh, it's gonna be Friday, six thirty, I guess, six thirty, uh, uh, in German in Ge- Berlin time. So it's gonna be five thirty, uh, UK time, right, Arc?
1: Yep, that's spot on. Yep.
2: Yep. So it's really one of the earliest uh, deadlines we've we've seen maybe in in the FPL on on a Friday, I guess. So, uh, yeah, by that, we've come to the end of this episode. Again, I would like to thank uh, my mate, FPL Sheik, for uh, for his contribution and our first guest of the season and with his really um, bold point of views and bold... uh, uh,
0: I think uh, I think we should we should uh, promote him to permanent guest. I mean, yeah, do you think we should, be, oh, we should pleasure, kick, man. Kick, kick, kick it amazing? No, out. Not, no, no, we're not kicking <laughs> anybody out, but I mean, it's been
1: such a yeah, delight my, having you. Yeah, it's, 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 really, it's really a
2: pleasure. It's really a pleasure. Absolute
1: pleasure, man. Thank you so much for the Love invite. And, uh, well, both of you played in my mini league, and uh, fingers crossed, yeah. whoever finishes second has dinner with me. I'll tell you that. Okay,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> Does it count if it's a second from the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's, you, you'll that's what a, I'm at right now.
2: You'll get a coffee.
1: Look, dinner, I'll, I'll have dinner with you anytime. It doesn't matter what position that's you're in. Right. Cool,
2: Take guys. Care. Cool, cool. Okay. Thank you. Thanks again. Thanks to the listeners for your time and see you next week. Goodbye.